Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Racism is not just about our individual feelings. It is about an experience that people have every single day. This just shows the differences in responses that communities give to not wearing a mask. From your vantage point over in the U.S., what is your view of the way European countries are addressing these issues? None of us are off the matrix of this. And all of us um, have a role, once again, either upholding these systems or tearing these systems down. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF Podcast. At Voices 2020, we had the honor of having Rashad Robinson, the president of Color of Change, one of America's leading social justice organizations, talk to us about how we can turn awareness about systemic racism in the fashion industry into real action. I highly recommend this talk. Here's Rashad Robinson at Voices 2020. There are common refrains we've been hearing in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. It's time to take action. It's time to dismantle these structures, to take down the vestiges of slavery and colonialism that have been hundreds of years in the making. But how do we turn this awareness into action? To answer that, I'm pleased to welcome Rashad Robinson, president of Color of Change. Over to you, Rashad, in New York. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with all of you. And it's a pleasure uh, to talk about racial justice, which is increasingly becoming a majoritarian issue as more and more Americans and hopefully people around the world wake up to racial injustice and commit themselves to doing the work. At Color of Change, we were founded almost 15 years ago in the aftermath of a flood, Hurricane Katrina, actually a little over 15 years ago. Hurricane Katrina was caused by bad decision makers and it turned into a life altering disaster 
by bad decision makers. Black folks were literally on their roofs begging for the government to do something and left to die. You know, Katrina illustrated a lot of things that people already knew, geographic segregation, generational poverty, the impacts of what we've done to our planet and so many other issues. But at the heart of it, no one was nervous about disappointing black people. And you know, part of the work at Color of Change is translating presence and visibility into power, translating the issues that black people face, the awareness of our issues into the power to actually change the rules. And so this summer, as more and more people woke up, whether it was the killing of Breonna Taylor at Ahmaud Arbery, the video of George Floyd, or that video from Central Park, with Amy Cooper uh, giving us the strategy that we so often don't get to see. There's a black man here. He's threatening me. That, though all of those videos waked people up, but we recognize that presence alone doesn't actually translate into change. You know, the thing about presence and visibility, if we mistake that for change, we think that we've done something that we haven't actually done. We will think that a black president means that we are post-racial. We will think that America or maybe even the world loving black celebrities and black culture means that America loves black people as much as America loves black culture. And America can love, celebrate and monetize black culture and hate black people at the same time. Those two things don't have to be in um, competition. And so part of what I hope to talk to you about is what we can all do to translate presence and visibility into power, to change the rules, to translate our caring into action. And so, you know, part of this is really recognizing the sort of different worlds that we live in, the sort of different ways and the different responses that white people will get and black people will get for the same exact interaction that racism is not just about our individual feelings, it is about an experience that people have every single day. This just shows the differences in responses that communities get to not wearing a mask in the US. The ways in which racism undergirds and permeates every single aspect of our lives and the ways in which once again, not simply our caring, but the role of power, whether it's the written rules of policy or the unwritten rules of culture sort of dictate the ways in which people engage. You know, the other sort of way in which, um, you know, I want to, sort of talk about this issue and talk about sort of where we're um, at um, is recognizing the role of power, power being the ability to change the rules. Uh, you know, we saw um, this summer, I'm not sure if my slides are coming up. Okay, there we go. I wanna go one more. Um, you know, we saw many changes uh, take place this year. Um, and the question that we have to ask, us our, ask ourselves is were they real changes um, in the rules that affect black people's lives? Were they changes that actually made things different? We heard corporations saying black lives matter. We saw celebrities speaking out. We saw people donating money. But once again, we have to continue to interrogate our role in sort of the way in which these issues impact people's lives, these issues impact um, sort of the engagement. And we have to start first and foremost by actually explaining and talking about the problem the right way. Far too often we talk about the issues of race in a passive voice. We will talk about uh, communities impacted in active ways and the systems in a passive way. So we will say things like, 
Black people are less likely to get hired in the fashion industry instead of the fashion industry excludes Black people. On one hand, we end up with a whole lot of uh, mentorship pipeline programs that don't actually hold an industry accountable that try to fix Black people and try to fix uh, people who have been excluded. On the other hand, we focus our energy on actually changing the structures and the systems that have excluded people. All of us in our day-to-day lives should be asking ourselves, how are we talking about the issues? Are we talking about it in ways that lead to charitable solutions? Or are we talking about these issues in ways that lead to structural change? On one hand, when we talk about problems where the community is vulnerable, we spend our time trying to fix the people. When we talk about the systems and the structures, we spend our time trying to fix those systems and those structures. All of this really does lead to how we tell stories. When we tell stories that are unfortunate, we talk about inequality, injustice, and racism almost like it's a a car accident, like it sort of just happened. And when we talk about systems like that they're unjust, we end up actually talking about justice and structural issues. So there's a way in which we talk about the policing issues that black communities face and we talk about it like it just sort of happened. And there's another way we can talk about it and we talk about how issues are manufactured, how choices have been made by government, how systems are structured and set up and are getting the results that they're designed to get. In each of these situations, we are making choices about the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that we tell the world, and as a result, the work that we end up doing to fix the problems that we're facing. You know, every single day at Color of Change, we're trying to face this head on. We're trying to face down the sort of ways in which these issues sort of impact people at a clear and structural level. And this gets down to whether or not we see racism as individual or structural. Um, And so, you know, what type of injustices do people see when they see a situation? We can see a situation as individual or we can see a situation as systemic. When we see a situation as individual, we think about our role in compassion and empathy. And yes, many racist situations are, are individual. This is the instance of Ahmaud Arbery who was tracked down in Georgia by white supremacists and he was shot and killed. It was on video and and it was individual. Individuals had to do that action, but it was also structural. It was structural because for quite some time, those individuals that killed Ahmaud Arbery were let go free. They were not held accountable. The district attorneys in those um, jurisdictions decided that there wasn't um, sufficient evidence to charge that with a lot of black people that have been harmed and hurt on video, there was not gonna be justice unless a community got involved. And think about how exhausting it is that every single time a situation hurts or harms your community, that you have to mobilize for some semblance of justice. That doesn't actually mean you have justice in the end. And so yes, there's the individual action of a person believing that they can kill someone because of the color of their skin. And then there's a systemic situation in which a jurisdiction or a society believes that that life isn't worthy of fighting for defending. And and if I bring this down to sort of the ways in which we think about our own individual businesses or our day-to-day lives, there's the interpersonal of how we deal with racism, and then there's the structural of how we engage with racism. And so I will sometimes hear a lot of people talk about empathy and compassion. 
And those are incredibly important tools and vehicles. We should all work to be empathetic. We should all work to be compassionate. But I think the question that we all have to ask ourselves is what does an empathetic society look like? What does a compassionate society look like? What does our empathetic business practices look like? What do our compassionate business practices look like? If we say we are empathetic and we say we are compassionate, but we are complicit every single day in systems and structures that are harming people, are we truly empathetic? Are we truly compassionate? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. And so I think it's really important that we all recognize that our decisions each and every day do not exist outside of the incentive structures that keep racism alive. They are products of them. Every single day we are making decisions in our day-to-day work that is either breaking down racism and breaking down racist structures, or we are helping to keep them up. There is no neutrality when it comes to racism. We are either benefiting and holding it up, or we are actively working to tear it down. And I think five, 10, 15 years from now, we can all look back on this time, this moment, what we did, how we stood up, what we sort of contributed to making society better. And we are gonna have to ask ourselves, did we use the tools and resources at our disposal to challenge the systems and structures that put people in harm's way? Or were we complicit in holding them up? And then there are some things that we have to continue to ask ourselves in terms of our actions as part of that. How will you allow yourself to be pushed? I think about this a lot. I think about this maybe because um, COVID has um, uh, made the sort of personal training that kept me um, active and fit uh, go away. Um, I needed that personal training to be to push myself, to challenge myself, to move move um, uh, in ways that I may not move if I if I left up to my own devices. And so, when we set up the tables in our businesses when we set up the tables of advisors in our lives, who are we putting around those tables that will push us? How are we asking ourselves the tough questions about the decisions that we're making? Are we willing to have uh, uncomfortable conversations and allow ourselves to be evaluated, not simply on the metrics that we hope people will see, but on the sort of things that people might not always tell us? How are those of us who have deep levels of power willing to put ourselves before communities to be able to question whether or not we are doing all that we can do? How are we allowing ourselves to be pushed? And if you are a person in power and you're not allowing yourself to be pushed on the ways in which change can happen, you are the person in the story that you don't wanna be. You are not the protagonist in the story of creating a more just world for all of us. You are not the protagonist in the story of how we make society better for all of us. And so, I want to end by offering up Color of Change um, as a resource, um, as an organization that can continue to sort of engage, challenge, and work together um, in this fight to change the rules. The reason why we talk about the difference between presence and power is because this summer we had unprecedented growth. Millions of people came uh, not only to Color of Change, but showed up to uprisings around the country. Many folks uh, raised their voices and uh, voter registration numbers went up. People turned out to vote. People recognized the role that we can all have if we come together to work together. But the fight ahead will be about removing the barriers that far too often pop up in the way anytime change can happen. And so all of us in this moment need to close our eyes and ask ourselves the question, when the movie, when the documentary, when the story is written about this moment, who will our character be? Who will we be? Who 
um, what we have fought for, what systems and structures will we have upheld? How will we use our power and our relative position to make a better world? We're all gonna want to be able to tell that positive story. But whatever you do, are doing right now, and whatever you wake up to do tomorrow in the service of a better tomorrow will be the story that actually gets told about your service. It's such a pleasure to be with you all, and I hope that we can continue to work together to build a more just and more freedomful world. Thank you, Rashad. Uh, that was a really rousing talk. You know, I was always wondering how we were gonna get that same level of conviction that we have in our physical talks, but you did an excellent job. Thank you so much. I, I do have a, a few questions for you. Um, you, know, you know, when you and I first started talking a few months ago, you know, we discussed how systemic racism and inequity are not issues confined to the United States. You know, over the weekend, I'm sure you saw French citizens were in the streets after a damning video emerged of three white police officers beating up a black music producer. We were just talking to David Lammy about systemic inequality and racism here in the UK. I mean, from your vantage point over in the US, what is your view of the way European countries are addressing these issues? You know, I had a lot of conversations with Europeans, especially this summer, about racism. Um, and many non-Black um, folks reach out to me and talk about um, the horrible things that were happening in the US, many of them talking about the unique way that racism exists. Um, I had many Europeans tell me that sort of racism is not the same um, in, um, in Europe. And, and to the extent that racism is different in all places where racism exists, I can believe that. But I do think that folks sometimes want to tell themselves a story um, that uh, they are not part of the same structures and systems which up have upheld capitalism, which have upheld uh, slavery, which have upheld all sorts of systemic oppression. And so, you know, when I talk to Black um, uh, folks in, from, in Europe, when I talk to many folks of color and religious minorities, they will tell me stories of the systemic nature of inequality, of the day-to-day -day individual abuse that they get, the exclusion, the lack of, their, of visibility in conversation, even for the issues. And so, you know, in, a, in an increasingly connected world that's connected through technology, that's connected through commerce, none of us are off the matrix of this. And all of us um, have a role, once again, in either upholding these systems or tearing these systems down. And the fact of the matter is, is that um, United States is a land of, or a multiracial democracy or uh, a multiracial society of, of relative strangers, of people who have come from all different parts of the world and are trying to sort of make a way together. And that is challenging. And that exists all over the world. And where that exists, there will be hierarchies, there will be systems of oppression, and we cannot tear them down if we pretend they don't exist. Okay. Um, we've, been, we've just been talking to Christopher Wiley and Roger McNamee about the growing power of technology giants. I'm, I'm curious, and actually, um, you had someone, David Lammy was talking about cancel culture and using you know, social media to you know, take people down. You know, what role does digital activism have to play in the battle for racial equity? 
Well, you know, we increasingly live not just in geographic communities, but virtual communities. They allow us to connect with people of like minds. They allow us to have um, um, engagements with people. And so sometimes you can be way more connected with your virtual community than you can be with the people who may live in your neighborhood. And that's gonna be increasingly part of how society grows. The challenge that we have with um, uh, the platforms, once again, speaks to the ways in which inequality uh, develops, where it's not unfortunate like a car accident, it is manufactured, it is by design. And so these platforms, which have been uh, built for growth and profit at the expense of safety, integrity, and security, constantly sort of um, uh, have incentive structures which allow for the sort of most hateful content to travel, which allow for radicalization of some of the worst sort of ideas and the worst uh, sort of strategies, the white nationalist um, movements to be able to sort of gain steam. And so we see this, this on the platform. We've also been able to grow and reach more people, engage people through our activism. I mean, Color of Change started with a single email to about a thousand people and has grown to a movement of 7.2 million black folks and allies of every race. And just like the telephone or the TV or any other technology that has been used and leveraged in the service of activism, it can also be used and leveraged in the service of keeping people down. And so no technology, once again, is neutral. And both in the design which is very important, and in the execution, we have to be vigilant about making sure that racial justice, that civil rights protections, that human rights protections are at the heart of how we think about these so that folks who are religious minorities, gender minorities, um, racial minorities are not under attack by technology that is supposed to bring us into the future, but is in so many ways designed to drag us into a past. Thank you so much, Rashad, for your time today. I really valued your contribution and hope to meet you in person someday soon. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection, to find the person you can rely on, the one that's there every week, month, or year, and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACAST podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross, the Bert to your Ernie, and avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one -on -one conversation, a chance meeting in the gym or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com to get started.